Hi there. I'm Mark Swallow, and I'm glad you are joining me for today's God Is podcast. Let's get started learning who God is. Thank you for joining me today from wherever you are and by however you listen as we meet together coast to coast here in the United States and all the way around the world. For the last eight broadcasts and podcasts, we have been talking about a biblical response to the environmentalist panic over climate change. I think all of us who love the Lord and love people have a deep concern about loved ones, family, friends, and colleagues, and the like, who are so worried about the man-made climate crisis that it has become their obsessive focus. Because you and I do not share their alarm, we are often classified as climate change deniers, and our opinions on the so-called settled science is deemed, well, very unscientific. We are the problem. Therefore, a tension exists in conversation between us and people caught up in this movement. How is it that we can talk with them in a way that moves them toward Scripture? How can we speak the truth in love? We will each need to pray about this and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. There is no one way to do it because each of our circumstances differ. I do hope our conversation has given you biblical content that you will use in establishing your worldview on the environment with others. Let me know how it goes as you use God's Word to inform your views on this popular and hot-button topic in our culture. Today I will conclude what I have time to say about this with the following reflections. I think it is crucial for Christians, living in contemporary culture and inundated with content, that we be very discerning. We hear or watch or read something. Is it right? Is it true? Is it wrong? Is it false? Or somewhere in between? I have in mind a very important scripture verse. This is 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21. In the New Testament book of 1 Thessalonians, the Apostle Paul writes this to Christians. Examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Bible-believing Christian people, oh, how we need to do what this verse says to do. We must have discernment. We must carefully examine all that comes our way and hold fast, cling only to that which is good. Do not be too quick to believe what you hear. Test all the content that comes into your brain. Test this by the Bible. As stewards of God's beautiful creation, we must read and research, separating the facts from the fiction. Mike Ord, with a master's in atmospheric science, spent 36 years with the U.S. National Weather Service researching meteorology. And he writes accurately about this as he warns fellow Christians Listen to some of what he says. We have to find out the facts. We must not settle for superficial analysis on a controversial subject. We have to examine data as objectively as possible. 
For example, man-made causes versus natural causes of climate change. Furthermore, he asserts that we must be skeptical when we hear, quote, the science is settled, or that all reputable scientists agree, and that we should question the trillions of dollars that are being spent to save the world from a climate catastrophe. Couldn't that money be better spent? I think this caution is helpful for us to hear and to heed. In fact, one of the areas where I think Christians can take leadership and have a great impact in our communities, indeed throughout the world, is if we will create and develop ways to be both good stewards of the environment and provide economic advancement for poor people at the same time. I have traveled fairly extensively throughout the world, and one thing I definitely notice is that there is not a lot of action on climate change coming from governments in places like China and India, the part of the world I am most familiar with outside of the United States. Why is that? Because the leaders of those nations know that poverty within their massive populations is a much more urgent matter. Their people demand economic growth and prosperity. Still within China, over 100 million people suffer from malnutrition. And one-third of all children in the world who live in extreme poverty live in India. So why do you think those governments are not signing on and implementing the same restrictions, for example, on carbon emissions, as many other governments across the West are? The answer is they do not define crisis the same way. Their crisis is poverty. Who cares what is happening in the atmosphere as long as there is food on the table and proper medications to stave off disease and sickness? Oh, and by the way, until nations like China and India get on board to truly solve the climate change crisis, it will be impossible to meet all those predetermined goals because of the size of these populations. But back to my main point. Is it possible for economic development and environmental protection to coexist? Or does economic development always put at risk the environment? Again, because my foundation is built on the Bible, I believe God commands that we do both simultaneously. This is a challenge, to be sure, but the living God has given us the dominion mandate and a mandate to care deeply for the poor among us. So let's put even some of the money currently budgeted to, quote, combat climate change into innovative and technologically savvy ways to enhance the livelihoods of all who suffer the deprivation of basic necessities. We have already spoken of Genesis and the fact that we are all made in the image of God. Well, God is the maker, and since we are made in his image, this makes us makers as well. For example, we have the ability to transform raw materials into needed resources— and we have the ability to develop certain technologies that help real people in real difficult life situations. 
So how is it that God can use us to meet people's real felt needs while at the same time stewarding well his creation? There is plenty of food on this planet to feed everybody. What we have to do is figure out how to get the food and water to those who do not have as we have. And Christians, we ought to be very involved in this type of ministry. We have also acknowledged that sin has negatively affected our environment. The ground is cursed. Weeds and thorns grow. I observe that environmentalists talk about the environment as being good. And to be sure, it was more than good before sin entered this world. It was very good. That is what God says in Genesis 1. But in Genesis 3 comes the curse, and that makes creation groan. So our work to prepare the soil to grow crops and to make sure they get adequate water, etc., will be hard work. Solutions will not come easily. But being good stewards that are passionate about saving the lives of people, under God's sovereign reign and rule, we can do it. We must do it. And I remind you that again, according to God, this earth is not going anywhere until God purifies it at a still future time. So we have the promise of Genesis 8 verse 22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. And notice there the emphasis in particular on cold and heat. That's a big topic among the environmental community. If you read history, it used to be that cold was the real threat, but now heat is the real threat. Really, these are just perceived threats. In fact, excessive cold kills more people than excessive heat does. So in that important sense, global warming is a good thing. Whatever the case may be, God promises the earth remains. Sea time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. We believe the promise of God. So, we need not worry and definitely not panic. We worship the Creator, not the creation. We have dominion over the earth. The earth does not have dominion over us. Human beings are not a plague on this earth. We are made in the image of God. We are the pinnacle of his creation. And we have been given a mandate and a responsibility to cultivate and keep what he has made while at the same time caring for men and women, boys and girls who are merely trying to make it through today with almost none of the resources we take for granted. So let us also be activists, Christians, but let us do so in the manner in which our sovereign God has commanded us. Really, what we are calling for is the balance the Bible provides unto us. Be good stewards of the environment and be good stewards of resources for the poor. Work out ways to have environmental protection and economic development at the same time. It is not that Christians do not care about this earth, but it is how we care that matters. So we commit ourselves to our biblical convictions and we live discerning lives. 
as 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says, Examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. May it be so. Join me next time as we discuss evolution right here together on God Is. Thank you for listening to this God Is podcast. Drop me an email and tell me what you think. Mark at GodIsMinistry.org That's Mark at GodIsMinistry.org Please do share this with others and be sure and join me for the next one.